Are you ready to combine your passion for business and your love for God through simple, practical and profitable business practices? Do you want to have an eternal impact on the culture and community around you through your business? Now is the time to partner with God, profit with purpose and build a Kingdom Class company. Welcome to Christ in Business, where we'll explore the stories, strategies, successes and failures of those doing the ministry of Christ in Business. He's your Kingdom Business Coach, David Robertson. Hey guys, welcome back to Christ in Business. This is episode 24 when you will be listening to this. Let's see, it'll be going out on the 28th of March is when this is available. So currently I'm recording it ahead of time, but don't worry, I won't make any promises that I can't keep this time. I'm committed to the not doing that again. That was kind of embarrassing, actually. But I am sitting here in my office. Currently, tomorrow when I am recording this, my wife has been gone for two weeks doing some training for her job here in Midland, Texas. And she's been gone for two weeks. So my kids decided that this week, while she was gone, these past two weeks would be an excellent time to get the flu. So I've been uh, running around, cleaning up, throw up, cleaning up diapers and all kinds of stuff. So mom's gone and the whole world falls apart and everybody's just kind of falling apart. So I am running around doing business and taking care of kids in the evening. And at one point, I had both kids kind of climbing on top of me and sick at the same time in bed because they decided that since mom's gone that they can sleep with dad and take up the the rest of the room in the bed. So anyway, that's way more information than you needed to know. But that's a little bit about what's going on in my world, my business. But today I have something I'm really excited to share with you on the call. In fact, it's kind of lurking in the background is Valerie Pugsley. She is a Christian mindset coach. And she we've talked about this. We've talked about our beliefs in business and how our beliefs in business kind of dictate our results. We've talked about that in the podcast before. We've also talked about how we as Christians should have a superior belief and a belief in the impossible and a belief in the supernatural because we serve a God who is alive, who is real, who is active in our life and how our beliefs should actually allow us to go that much further um, in business. And it's actually a strategic and a, a spiritual advantage that we have in business is our beliefs and our faith in God and our faith in the impossible. But in between that, in between our faith in the impossible and our results stand our belief system and everything that that governs the actions that we have in life is governed by our beliefs and is governed by ultimately our identity and what beliefs we have. So I, I use this story a lot of times when I first started as a business coach. One of the things that I teach is that, that one of the things that we do is... I guarantee that we can find a way to increase your profits in business 68%. And you can do that every year on end if you if you want to. It kind of depends on how you want to grow your business. And 68% is actually very low. I've seen it as much as 900% profit growth. We're talking about cash take-home profit. And they're very simple profit hacks inside your business, hidden inside your business to do that. However, 
when I started talking about that, I really quickly found out that not everybody thought it was possible to do that. In fact, a lot of people thought, hey, you can't do that in my industry. My business is different. My area of the country is different or this kind of thing. But because of those beliefs, literally, I could not help them do it because they wouldn't even engage in my conversation. At that point, I was a, a snake oil salesman or someone just trying to pull something over because it's impossible to grow my business 68% per year, every year, however much I want to. That's impossible. So you can't teach me that. So that simple example of how a belief stops someone from getting a result is set up all around us in our business, in our personal life, in our relationships, in our faith with God, in our relationship with God. There's all these things that stand that are all of our results are tied behind these hierarchy of beliefs that we have in in business. So, and here to talk to me is Valerie Pugsley. We met at a Ray Edwards event a a strategic planning and goal setting event that he was having. And I I like to keep coaches around me. I have multiple coaches around me, one for my marketing, one for my coaching skills, one for my personal fitness. I'm coming up to start adding a personal trainer or a mindset coach around fitness, around health. And Valerie and I connected at this event and we connected and it was one of those things where she saw a need in my life for a mindset coach and to help me with some confidence and stuff like that. So I we, we started meeting regularly and quite literally, the person I was a year ago when I met her uh, a little less than a year ago, actually, to the person I am today is completely different. Um, completely different. And the results of my business have changed. And a lot of stuff has changed as a result of her coaching and her such good questions that she has. So I'm going to bring... I wanted to have her on the podcast to talk about this thing and how do we mix faith and personal development, faith and personal growth. How do we mix this this, um, idea of mindset and our faith in Christ and our Christianity, our relationship with God? So with that, I'll call that pulling the pin on the on the grenade and drop it and we'll see where we where we go from there because some of the stuff is controversial i don't know why but it is there's so much truth and wisdom that that the world has picked up on that seems to be christians have said well because the world believes that because it's true for them it can't be true for us and with that that kind of opens up the can of worms and we'll kind of go from there but valerie's going to be sharing with her, her entire framework for how to take something from how to get results and how to get the actions and take the actions you want to take in your life and get the results you want. Um, she has a, a, a entire framework to do that. So with that, Valerie, welcome to Christ in Business. Well, thank you, David. I am thrilled to be here. And just in all that you said, I've got like about a bazillion responses to all the things <laughs> that you said. So it's like, I don't know where to start with all that. I don't know. Do we start with the can of the worms or shall we start with the beliefs or, um, you know, what? let's start with the can of worms. I'm, I'm feeling led to go there. So just kind of as a little bit of background. So my faith walk started, oh gosh, I don't know how many years ago, 35 years ago now. And I grew up in faith in a very kind of fundamentalist background. And they kind of like poo-pooed psychology. And so, you know, all this personal development stuff kind of goes in there as well. And about, oh gosh, when was it? 2012? 
maybe yeah probably around 2012 2013 when I started on my entrepreneurial journey I started you know seeing some places that I had gotten personally that weren't working and so I started getting exposure to different coaches and things and so as I would be exposed to things I would pray about it and, you know, examine where does it fit in the word and, okay, is it okay to do this or not okay to do this, right? So a lot of it came from there. And when I wouldn't find things that, you know, I didn't have the red flags or anything like this is a wrong place to go, I would go ahead and do it and then it would work. And then I'd like, okay, so, the, but it was framed more in a secular way, right? So I would say, okay, it worked, God. Why did it work? You designed it this way. You designed it for a reason. What did you design it for? So a lot of the things that I've come up with and the beliefs that I've come up with and, and meshed it all together comes from that. And one of the things that I've discovered is a lot of the things that are in growth, personal development and things like that, a lot of that stuff, it's a scriptural, it's a biblical principle. It's in the word. And I'm sure as we continue discussing, it'll come up. It's in the word. And what has happened is that they've found that these principles work. The design works the way the designer designed it, right? But when they share that information, they take God out of it. So my goal is to share that information in a way that makes it more doable. I think sometimes in the church, we get into these, this legalistic stuff and we beat ourselves up and we put ourselves back into bondage instead of living in freedom. Yeah. And if we can look at these principles and maybe in a little different light or see how it works, maybe from a more scientific perspective and then see how the science matches the word, it makes it a lot lighter and a lot more freeing and a lot less oppressive because sometimes I think it can come across that way. Yeah, absolutely. I love in Proverbs where it talks about, there are several passages where wisdom is personified and wisdom is personified as an individual or as a voice, specifically as a woman. Specifically, one of those passages where wisdom is speaking says, says that I was a master architect as the foundations of the world were being created. I was the master architect there by God's side creating the world and watching and, and getting enjoyment out of that. And basically, I'll, I'll have to pull up the scripture specifically at some point while you're talking to quote it, give it more justice to what I'm giving it now. But, but it's basically saying that God, as he created the world, as he created the universe, he laid wisdom as a foundation to the world and as a foundation to the creation and, and to life. And that those who follow wisdom and those who follow the foundation and follow the the wisdom that God created in the in the world get certain results. And we see that over and over in Proverbs where it says to seek first wisdom rather than riches, to seek first wisdom rather than um, these these items and to pursue it more than gold and silver. And and if if you do that, then some of the fruits of wisdom are the exact things that we seek for. And I think we, you and I were talking about this, but if I had to go back to the very beginning of my career as an entrepreneur and I had to go back to the very first business, I would put myself almost kind of like in a room and carve out and work on my mindset first before anything else because it's receiving, going and understanding how how I understand and understanding how I see the world and understanding how I make decisions, why I make decisions and why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. Having that understanding and that wisdom, 
dictates all the results that I get in business and all the results that I get everywhere else. So going back through and having that understanding, seeking first that understanding rather than starting with what I want and starting with the goals and my actions and, and pursuing it, actually starting with wisdom first and starting with understanding of mindset and how God has created us to work mm-hmm. is the is the way that I'd restart and, and do that. But I love how, like you said, there are general principles of wisdom that God has created in the foundation of the earth and how the world works around us. Mm-hmm. And if we can follow those, the only difference is that some people have discovered them and then don't give authorship to the creator. They give authorship to the universe or they give authorship to the human potential movement or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. And they don't give authorship to the creator. But as we as Christians and we as people adopted into the family of God, we ought to be able to take that same truth and that same wisdom that he created, that mm-hmm. he established, and be able to use that in mm-hmm. how we operate and how we behave and how we how we manage and design our lives. Right. You know, I like have three notes here based on the things that you were just saying. So what one of the things this is how this is how we roll, guys, when we're working on coaching, right? We go all over the place. But I, I first want to just address the wisdom thing that you said, because one of my favorite verses or one of my go-to verses, it's actually one of my go-to promises. And I, I don't sorry, I don't have the address. You can look that one up later too, but it's it's in the end part of the New Testament. I know that much. But it talks about that. God says, whoever lacks wisdom, ask, and he will give it generously. And actually, I came into that verse when I had little ones. <laughs> so I needed a lot of wisdom back then with my little ones. So, I mean, there's some things that we claim as promises, and they aren't really promises, but that one's a flat-out promise from God. If you lack wisdom, ask, and he will give it generously. So we, it's it's there for all of us, right, for the taking. You you mentioned about the mindset that, you know, if you could go back, you would, you know, that's the first place where you would go. And a lot of, so when I I have this presentation that I've been doing lately, and people may or may not have heard this, Simon Sinek talks about your why, you know, starting from your why and it's companies like Nike and, and um, Apple, the reason why, you know, they're, more than just a shoe company or a computer company is because they come from that why and then the what and the how is out, but on the outer ends of the circle. And most of us start at the outer ends, the outer side of the circle, and then maybe we work back into our why. But even before that, that's where this belief comes in that we're talking about. So I have two pillars that I work on that come even before the why, because why is huge and important too. We may talk about that later, but going back down to that, that belief that is so important. And again, I'm sorry, folks, I don't do good with addresses. I just know where, I know what, I know what the word says. I can't always tell you where, but, um, my husband pointed this one out to me once that there's, there's a scripture that talks about the work of the gospel is belief. So the whole believing in Jesus and who he said that's the work. That's the work that we're doing. And, you know, that's been coming to mind lately because it's just like beliefs. Like there's a lot of power in belief. And when we look at the mind science and how God designed our brain, like the placebo effect, 
for example, right? When you give people a real thing and then the placebo and the placebo has just as good a results or better results than, than the actual drug, it's because yeah. they believed. They believed it was going to work and their mind went to go and do it. The truth. God is all about truth, right? And some of those mechanisms that he designed in the brain, whatever we tell it, it needs to go and prove that and make it true. So if we're yeah. identifying as a loser, right? I don't know if you remember that, the whole big L thing on our heads, you know, back then, or we do a lot of this, this self-deprecation as a form of humility. You know, we're setting ourselves up to not live in the power that God gave us to live in, because even though we may not all believe it, or we think we're being humble or this or that, we're, our mind is going to go and look to make those things true. Yeah. And that's why this this identity, like you brought up identity, and it's it's so important. In fact, you, you're gonna people can't see this, but you're gonna recognize it. I sent out a thing about our identity in Christ. I mean, like if you look at it that we're that I am seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. How empowering does that make you feel? And mm-hmm. a lot of times we identify as. I'm a wife or I'm a this or I have that, right? It's what I do or what I have. But I mean, I could become a widow, God forbid. But I mean, these things in our lives, when we're identifying by what we do or what we have, those things things can be taken away from us. But if I'm in Christ being seated in the heavenly realms, that cannot be taken away from me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting that one of the very first things that the gospel did is change our identity. Mm-hmm. Right, and right. We get a new name, right? Yeah. We get a new name. We get a new family. Get a new inheritance. Get a new heritage. We're reborn and re reestablished as identity as children of God, in the household of God is what what Ephesians says. So it's being able to pick us out of wherever we are and whatever our identity is, and put us in the household of God. That that is the number one step is to belief and the one, number one response to true belief is a, a change in identity and a change of how we operate a change not just in hey i agree i think when you said that the primary the substratum of our faith and this is something i learned to from another mentor of mine and a good friend uh, lawrence long he the substratum of our belief or our faith and our salvation is our belief in christ and it's not just belief as in, hey, I agree Christ is God, or I agree Christ died for my sins, but it's a reliance upon and a deep enough belief that it affects who we are, that it affects how we make decisions, and it affects where we put our trust. It affects our reliance on on Him and not just an agreement with, because um, we can have lots of surface level beliefs, but there's a hierarchy of beliefs of whether whether or not those beliefs actually have authority in our life. But anyway, I could spend easily several episodes just talking about beliefs. But so we have these beliefs. You're saying that that's kind of the first pillar, the first step is beliefs. And can can we just add something real quick there? Because you brought up yeah. the idea of God gives us a new identity. Mm-hmm. In terms of beliefs, we have identity. That's the first one. But then the second one is all the things that we've been told through all the years, right? That we've taken on. Maybe as a kid, we were told something else that we were slower, we were a loser, we were stupid or whatever. Whatever somebody, whether it was a parent or some other school kid or whatever, we've been told these other things. And God designed our brain for efficiency. 
And so if we believe that and keep going over that, then we hang on to that belief instead of that new one that you said that we have in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we have to be reprogramming. And what are we supposed to be meditating on, right? The word all, all throughout the day. We make it into this legalistic thing, but God designed it that way because to reprogram and take a hold of that identity, you know, it's something that we have to keep putting in. We have to start reprogramming our brains for the new, for the truth versus mm. these old lies and these old beliefs that have come in some around our identity and some just around, you know, the way the world works or the way things are. And that's not really how it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's being transformed. Be being, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, I started to say the verse and it fell out of my mind. So I'm glad you, you said it. <laughs> so if someone were able to take their thoughts captive or take their beliefs captive and, and, mm-hmm. and understand and establish a good set of healthy beliefs, what is the next step in leading up to this call? You talked about a lot of times we start with actions and we start with goals and we start with our behavior. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm going to lose weight. So therefore I'm going to go to the gym and we run mm-hmm. off and get a gym membership and start going to the gym for a week. And then we, then we stop. Mm-hmm. But I guess we can back up and say, what is the problem with that? And then what is the actual process that affects our behavior and our actions? Well, there's two things about that. So I have an example of that, that very thing that you brought up. And there's two reasons why it doesn't work. So one reason why it wouldn't, wouldn't work is we started with a goal, but we didn't really come up with the reason why. And the reason why didn't go deep enough. And so we can talk about that in a minute. But because like I said at the beginning, before the why comes these other two pillars. So the first pillar being the beliefs. And this is an ongoing thing, right? You said you would have started with mindset and we do need to start with mindset and there might be a bit that we do in the beginning, but it's always going to be ongoing because as you come to new levels, you're going to uncover new beliefs that aren't true that you have to reframe and rework or transform, right? Being transformed, it's an ongoing process by the renewing your mind. So the beliefs are how do we identify and then the beliefs that we have that we've just picked up along the way. And one of the ways that we can find those out is with the second pillar, which is language. So language is really important because it affects our thoughts and our feelings. So I actually just did a video on this. This is a really simple example that came up. Actually, a couple that recently. I was pulling my jacket out, getting ready to go someplace. I pulled it off the hanger and the hanger broke. And out of my mouth came, oh, that's not good, or something. Did I say, oh, that's not Yeah, I said, oh, that's not good. And almost as quickly as I said it, I thought, wait a minute, this is a cheap plastic hanger. So what? It broke. What's the big deal, right? But because of the things that were put into me as a child and, and all of that stuff, my initial thing was, oh, that's not good, right? And then sometimes what can happen is that will happen, and then maybe something else that we identify as not good right? On and on. Then we'd go, oh, I had a bad day, right? Because of these little moments in time. Yeah. Those were just moments in time. And what was not good about a plastic hanger that broke, and I have another one, I can replace it, or I can go buy 10 of them for for a dollar, right? It's just these little, you know, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's these little subtle things that are going all the time. Just this past weekend, I was heating some water for some tea and I poured it before the water heated because I was, my mind was 
focusing on a lot of things. And my first action was, oops. But then the second thing that I said was, oh, that was not smart. So why was that not smart? It wasn't a matter of, of smart or dumb or anything. It was just a matter. I had a lot going on in my brain. And so I wasn't fully engaged and present paying attention. And it's hot water and tea. I poured it. I poured the cold water back into the pot and let it brew But I, you know, the oops would have been sufficient. But why yeah. did I need to add that? And that was not smart. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have this stuff going on all the time. And you mentioned earlier, it's about catching those thoughts captive because Mm -hmm. we get to label these things like that. The one with the coat thinking, oh, that's not good. Okay. So that was some language that came out, but then that also could label the day, right? That I could turn the whole day into not good. And then how am I feeling? And then I don't have energy. And it's just this <laughs> kind of this yeah. whirlwind that comes about. So we just, it's about being really diligent and catching the thoughts captive is yeah. really what it is. And then asking the Lord how to reframe it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and being aware, this is something that I've learned. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of, of awareness to be able to do it because we all have these language. We all have these beliefs that we carry around and they come up in all of language, everything we say, everything we think, that's where the term self-talk comes from, mm-hmm. is being able to listen to how you talk to yourself, listen to what you label as what. Because we, whenever we see something, the first thing that we, we're naturally meant to do is name it. Mm-hmm. And say, all right, this is what this is. And then we look at it and say, all right, what does that mean? So if we can identify the place where we can identify the beliefs and what's holding us back, is is the language as it bubbles up and as it comes apart. So we can start by establishing new beliefs and establishing healthy beliefs, but then we can take captive our thoughts and our language that we use to identify the the beliefs that we want to get rid of as well. Mm-hmm. And and from that, so we have those two aspects on that. So what what comes next? Before we go to what comes next, I just want to affirm what you said about the authority that God has already given us, right? That we get to name and label those things. It goes back to the garden, right? Adam named the animals and that's what they were. And so as his creation, we have that authority. We get to choose the labels, the way we're going to name things, right? And what we're going to make it mean. But I think as believers, a lot of times we don't live in that, (laughs) right? We like to scapegoat and say, oh, it's, it's all God. But yet God has given us authority and, and yeah. dominion to, to do these things. So, mm. so yeah. the next place, that, in answer to your question, the next place that we go is to getting clarity, to figuring out that why that Simon Sinek is talking about, you know, what's that center, what's that core. There's a lot of assessments that do that. I don't use assessments. Not that there's anything wrong with them. I, I mean, I don't have a real premise. The only thing that I would say with, about assessments, and I think our mutual friend Ray and his son kind of address this sometimes, is that they're asking us questions that don't always, you know, the choices of the answers that we get don't always quite fit. So you're having to pick kind of what you think is the best one. And it's, you're the one that's labeling that and coming up with that, right? So it's not, kind of not real unbiased, right? So mm. you, can, you can kind of direct it the way you want it to go. And the other thing with the assessments is that we tend to take those on as an identity, right? 
that, oh, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a this, I'm a that. And yet if we can be transformed, God can mold us and shape us into something different or strengthen us in, in some mm. other areas. So I think it can come to a place of limiting. So I have a process that I use with a Y worksheet. Hmm. And it's more of a brain dump. And then it's kind of asking the questions going a little bit deeper. So actually, this goes back to what you were saying. Why doesn't it work? I decide to go to the gym and I, I get my gym membership and it doesn't work. So I was speaking with somebody recently at an event and they were talking about how one of their goals was to lose weight. And they had like five different things that were their goals. Like they were going to walk and they were going to eat and that, and I don't remember what the other ones are, all of them. And so the first day he said, well, <laughs> one reason why this isn't going to work is you've got too many. <laughs> right now. You need one. <laughs> Pick one <laughs> to work yeah. on. And, and so that was part of it, which goes into something else. We were talking about projects and tasks. But then the other thing was, is why? Why was that important? So I was asking this person, why is it important? And I usually say when we're dealing with trying to figure out our why, we need to go three to five whys deep because it has to get to the point where we're connected with it emotionally. And usually the first why that we share is the social safe why that's safe to share with everybody at large, right? But the real why, it gets close. So we're not as free to share that. So with this person, I kept asking why. And it got to the point where, well, because I want to be there for my grandkids, I'm like, okay, well, that's a good reason. Why do you want to be there for your grandkids? Well, just because I want to be there for my grandkids. So that in and of itself, because I could hear that he wasn't connecting with it emotionally. So Mm -hmm. that's almost like, that's like the answer that I'm supposed to have, or I'm supposed to want, right? That's the the thing we're supposed to want. That's why I want it. That's kind of how I was feeling talking with that person. And so I asked, and they, they didn't go any further. So I asked, well, tell me about your grandparents. So then they started telling me about their grandparents. And then I asked, well, were they important in your life? And that's when we hit, it's like, oh yes, my grandmother, she was very important. She raised me. Mm. Uh-huh. And, and I just as they were telling me this part, I was like, I could hear the emotion in there. I could, you know, their, their whole body changed, the emotions came out. I got, that's it. So I said, so is it important for you to be around for your grandkids because your grandmother was such an important part of your life and you want to be there and be available for that for your grandkids? He says, yes. So how does that fit in with all of this and you, you get things done? Which is going to get you to the gym? Oh, I want to get to the gym because that's important for me to be here for my grandkids. Or I want to get to the gym because my grandmother was so important in my life and I want to be that for my grandkids. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Which one are you more emotionally connected to? Which one's going to yeah. get you there? And so that's where that your clarity and knowing your why is going to help. And we're in a world right now that's just so driven by distraction and it follows you around on the internet and all the ads and your notifications, you know. And the enemy, of course, wants to distract us as well. But if we have that focus, if we're really focused and we have that mm. clarity, then it's a lot easier to say no to these other things that are coming up. So like for right now, like speaking is kind of a thing that I see in the future, but it's not the immediate right now. So I could get distracted with some of that stuff, but it's a little easier to go, no, you know, just save this. That's for later when we need to. Right now we got to stay focused on this one thing. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. 
once you uncover your why and once you uncover some of the things that are not just like superficial responses, like mm-hmm. I want to do this because that's what a good person does or that's what goes back to your beliefs and your identity. I'm a mm-hmm. father, so a father ought to do this. Even though I don't feel that, I don't connect that and I don't look at that. Or I'm a business owner, so a business owner ought to do this. Or I'm a Christian, so a Christian ought to do this. Um, those are little beliefs that you may have, but going beneath the surface level of beliefs and beneath the surface level answers and uncovering that and uncovering your why along with that and what motivates you, what really gets you, gets you there is another step. Mm-hmm. So you have these five words that we've kind of been working through. One mm-hmm. is belief. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is language. And then the third one is clarity and, mm-hmm. and why and doing that. What is the fourth word? What is the fourth step? Well, the, the four, actually, we can just do the fourth and the fifth step. And that's where everybody starts, right? That's the goals and the actions, you know, where we set the goals and then we don't accomplish them. Well, it's because we didn't take care of this first part. But we're doing actions and we're taking steps, but we're not getting anywhere because these first three haven't lined up. So I'll, I'll throw up one more word out here. And, and this is mostly just to explain why those last two words don't work for most of us because we haven't done this first word. There's a word called cognitive dissonance. That's a big word. Big word alert. Actually, it's two words. <laughs> <laughs> two big word alerts. Cognitive dissonance, right? And what happens a lot, and especially I think as believers too, because we we come at certain things or we've heard certain things from the pulpit and maybe certain interpretations of what the Word of God has, but we haven't gone and really examined it and we've taken on certain beliefs. And then, but then we say we want to do this other thing. And those two beliefs are in conflict with each other. And until you get those two beliefs, you know, in alignment or get rid of one than the other, none of the goals and the actions aren't going to work. Because you know, that's what I have done for years is, you know. Let's make this super practical for, for okay. the Christ and audience here. Sure. We have this belief, some may have this belief, that business or profit would be in some circles equal with greed. Like mm-hmm. to have a profitable company and to to seek the most profitability that you can out of your company is actually greedy. And then that's aligned with some of the, the culture in, in pulpits and, and in churches as far as the love of money is the root of all evil. Um, so we have that and we have this idea that, that money is bad, that business is a necessary evil and profit is greed. We have that. And yet we're in business. And the purpose of business is to be profitable, is to make sales, is to to do this. Or we have, like what I love what Ray says, we have this idea that we're told as kids, don't talk to strangers and don't ask for money. And then as as business owners, we're in business to talk to strangers and ask for money. Those are cognitive dissidences. Yes. Those are two conflicting beliefs as, as mm-hmm. the the and like myself would say. <laughs> so we have these two things. And so what does Coach Valerie say that we do with these two beliefs? How, how do we, how do we mm-hmm. ease up the tension or create? How do we come to a resolution with that? Well, first of all, 
even though we live in a microwave society, not all solutions can be <laughs> fixed in 60 seconds or, <laughs> or 60 minutes, right? It is an ongoing process. So one of the things that I have coming up, in fact, I think when this first airs, it will be in the middle of it, is the open cart for something I have called the 90-Day Mindset Reboot. And so we'll be go, we'll be digging in deeper into these things. But really those those first two steps, the beliefs and the language, and which is it's actually four steps because it those center around a couple of different areas. That's really an ongoing process that we have to be aware of. And one of the verses that comes up to me in mind, and it's not exactly the way the verse is, but it fits is that, you know, catching the thoughts captive. We really have to be diligent to catch those thoughts captive and and examine them and find out, is it true? Isn't it? How can we bring it into submission to Christ? You know, praying through it, seeing if it's true. Is there a way to think of this differently? I use the word reframe a lot, which comes from personal development, whatever your word be. How do I transform this thought if you need to have it in, in the Christian lingo? It really is that ongoing process and we really need somebody else to go through it with us. So whether you're like, if you do it through my 90 day mindset reboot or one-to-one coaching or some other coach, you know, even as coaches, we need it, right? We have, you know, people helping us now. My husband's on board where well, he wasn't in, in the beginning, but he is now, you know, he'll, he'll catch me sometimes saying, you know, doing these things or, you know, catching that language and, oh yeah, you're right. No, I don't want to use those words. So yeah. we really need to bring others alongside of us, whether it's accountability partner, you work together, a coach like, like David or myself, or, you know, some other uh, means because we don't recognize yeah. it, right? It, it's such a part of us yeah. that, that we just, we don't recognize it. Yeah. A lot of times we can't see the pattern mm-hmm. that happens over and over in our life. We can't see the pattern of language or the pattern of thought or the pattern of um, even business. Our businesses go through cycles and sometimes we can feel like we're going around the same mountain over and over and over again. And it's like, mm-hmm. I've been here before. But a lot of times we don't even notice it at the at the time that it's happening. Right. And we don't what it is that's causing it. So we, we say, we're going to go for a new revenue goal or a new operation. Mm-hmm. We're going to roll out something new. And we start with the actions. We start with the, the activity necessary. But in order for the activity, even if, if you're leading a sales team or you're, mm-hmm. you're trying to create unity on your team or whatever it is that you're trying to do, if you're addressing the behaviors and the actions without addressing the beliefs associated with them. Mm -hmm. A lot of times the behaviors will be very short-lived and they won't be sustainable. But if you want sustainable change, that's where someone like Valerie comes in or someone, something like the 90 day reboot comes in to, to come alongside and say, what beliefs around your goals, what mindset, what, what beliefs, what language does it take? And what, why are you going after this stuff and what is it that will make this sustainable mm-hmm. so you're you don't hit i don't know how many times i've i've had clients that they they'll hit a million dollar mark or they'll hit 1.2 million or they'll mm-hmm. they'll hit that bump and then they'll come fall back right back down to 700,000 or the mm-hmm. they'll hit the 2 million dollar mark or the three whatever that plateau is mm-hmm. oftentimes is either a sign of capacity or a sign, well, it is a sign of capacity. It's a sign of either operational, practical capacity in your business, or it's a sign of mindset capacity in your business or culture capacity in your business. So um, it all comes back down to 
um, a, lo- a lot of times I say, I give 22 systems, tools, strategies. I give those away for my clients and what they're actually paying for is the mindset and the, the coaching stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and what I love about your, your framework and your, your seven-step formula, five of which we've talked about here, what I love about that is it gives a framework for actually taking what we want and turning it into results and sustainable mm-hmm. results and sustainable behaviors. What is something that I know that like I shift gears um, really quickly, so I'm going to slam into second gear now. <laughs> but what is what is something if someone wants to learn more or someone wants to take the next step and they through listening they're saying you know this is something something that I really need to get mm-hmm. get a grips on get a get a hold of where can they go? All right. Well. I believe you're going to set up a page for it, but I'm going to shift back into the gear that you were just in real briefly, and then I'll go back into the gear you want me to go into. And just to put it out there, that oh, like, be a rough ride. Right? Won't be right. No. But what you were saying is so true, though, that we start with the goals and the actions. And if your listeners are doing that and they're not getting those results, right, or they're they're having trouble and it's not making the progress. And we've even talked about this, you know, with myself and, and stuff like what, what's happened? How come, you know, how come we're here? It does go back to one of these other things. It's either going to be your identity, how you're believing, or it's going to be the language you're using, or it's going to be the lack of clarity. So it's going to be one of those three. And when, until you get that situated, you're not going to be able to move forward. So what I have for your listeners is my why worksheet. It's a part of the process that I do. It's I, I have a deep dive clarity session where I help people get clarity at an event that I was actually a couple events that I was at. You often go places and people will say, oh, I've got so many ideas. I just don't know which one to focus on. Right? And that's a clarity issue. So that's what this uh, why worksheet is the beginning process for getting that clarity. I usually charge, I think it's like $17 for it, but I'm going to offer it to your listeners for free. So you're going to, I think we have a, a link set up on your page for them to get that. And there's some instructions on how they can do it. And then if they want some more help working through that process, and they really will need, if they want to get the most out of it, they are going to need some help with it. I'm, I'll be available to work with them on that as well. Awesome. And for those of you who want that, and you're looking at looking around your business and saying, there are things that I want that I've set these goals or I set these objectives over and over and over and I can't seem to get through it. And for those of you who want some some clarity on what that is and what's stopping you and where that what it is that you need to be doing and clarity on why that is and why you're going after these objectives and then you can find that gift, you can find that why worksheet at the davidrobertson.com slash val. Make it simple. Just V A L thedavidrobertson.com slash Val. And that will take you to Valerie's website. And from there, you can go and download that sheet. I put in your just your email address and she'll send you that sheet and be able to go from there. Mm-hmm. And if they're, if they're doing that, like within the first three or four days after this goes, they'll also have an opportunity to get in on the 90-Day Mindset Reboot. Okay. And- if they missed it and it and it comes out again, they'll hear about the reboot for future uh, sessions. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming since it's a 90 day reboot that the program reboots it. 
every once in a while too. <laughs> cool. Well, that sounds good. Valerie, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure and it's something that, like I said, you've you've helped me with my own clarity and my own beliefs a lot. Having you be there, like I said, everybody needs a coach and especially a coach needs a coach. It, you've, you've helped me gain a lot of perspective and a lot of identified a lot of those beliefs and why I use the words that I use mm-hmm. and why the language matters and, and all of that. And, and the results are showing for it. And we're going through quite a bit just, just in the past year since, since starting to work with you, I've gone through a ton as far as a baby. Um, Jacob was born. He was in the NICU, um, a death in the family. We moved twice, twice. We, <laughs> I opened up the office. I, I started, started a new program, started the podcast. A lot of this would not have been possible without Valerie's help and Valerie's coaching. And her, um, her helping me get clarity and, and identify some of the beliefs that were literally holding me back. I remember probably the most obvious moment that I had is when I first recorded the podcast. I'd gone to Nashville, recorded the five episodes of the podcast, and, I, and then I had a coaching session with you a couple days later. And I said, I got all the files back. And you said, have you listened to them? And I said, no. <laughs> and you said, well, why haven't you listened to them? And I said, I don't know. I need to, but I'm scared to listen to them. And you, you helped me kind of dive into what belief I had about myself, about... I mean, this podcast would not have been possible. I would have sabotaged the podcast and stopped doing the podcast if it had not been for your coaching and your your help um, in identifying that that it's okay for me to learn and to improve and grow on a public platform like a podcast. Because the the first episodes to now are different, and the this episode to twenty four episodes later, when we hit fifty, will be different. And it's in that is okay to grow on a public public platform. That would not have been possible without your coaching. And so this is, um, that's why I wanted to have you on because when it comes to mindset and when it comes to some of the stuff that you've helped me break through, been, it's been huge. Of course, I have a, a whole team of coaches trying to keep me focused and, and <laughs> keep, me, keep me producing. But you specifically have helped me quite a bit in my confidence and in my ability and my identity and my, my beliefs. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your value and your wisdom to the audience. And guys, if you, I couldn't, obviously you've, you've heard my story, you've heard my recommendation for Valerie. So if that's something that you, you need, you want, then definitely go download that Y worksheet. It's, it's, and set some time aside to, and I'll tie this right back to Christ in business. Set some time aside to partner with God and and to get intimate with Him and and have Him help you through this. Asking why? Why am I in business? Why am I doing these things? Why have I set these goals? Why why do I have these goals personally or professionally? And go through this why worksheet and ask those questions and continue to work towards getting those goals and accept making those goals lasting change. So. 
Can I say something really quick? Any, yes. I'm just going to ask any last words. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the compliments. And I'm so glad that I helped you do that because listening to the podcast, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to the podcast and you said something and it spoke to me right where I'm at, right where I needed something that day. And I, I can't remember which episode it was, but I do remember a specific, like I can remember the feelings where I was when I heard it and like, that's exactly what I needed. I went and I acted based on what I heard on the podcast. So anybody who's listening to this episode, if you haven't listened to any of the others, even the beginning ones, they're good too. I just encourage you to go and listen to all of the podcasts because God's going to have something for you in them. I, I can't think of one that I've listened to where I, God you know, hasn't spoken to me in some way or given me some little nugget as a result of it. So I'm so glad that I could be instrumental in getting this out there. And because it's not only blessed, it's blessing so many people and I get blessed from it as well. So I'm so glad. Awesome. Well, thank you. And as your favorite response to a compliment is, well, it was just God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. We, coming next on uh, episode <laughs> five. <laughs> no. Um, no, I do. I do receive that. Thank you, guys. Go ahead and go to thedavidrobertson.com slash Val, V-A-L, and download that Y worksheet and let that be the start of taking whatever you're working on to the next level. Until next time, guys, go be Christ in business, partner with God, profit with a purpose, build a kingdom class company. Don't let the world set the standard for what your, God's kids do in business. God sets that standard and go be Christ in business. As this show is new, any and all support is greatly appreciated. If you haven't done so already, first, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Android, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Second, if you like the show, write a five-star rating and review. And finally, share the podcast with anybody you know that has a passion for business and a love for God and invite them along with you to build a kingdom class company.